Hey guys, this is Kenzie. I am doing this episode solo today. Um, Adara is on vacation, so we just decided to do another episode of personal stories, which we thought was needed because even though this week was supposed to be the conclusion episode, theories, all that kind of stuff, we got a lot of answers on our Reddit. We had just started getting Reddit, guys, so we're super noobs. But we just asked a question about had anyone's had any hat man experiences, and we got a bunch of responses. So I'm going to read them out because the people that responded will have their stories read out as it was stated in the question we had posted. And there's also a special guest today. We had one of our listeners reach out to us and want to talk to us about um, his experience with shadow people, hat man, and um, his own personal experiences, but I'll probably put in a separate episode, you know, when we do personal stories with a Deadman talk or Supernatural Hotline <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm going to insert the interview with Joe now where he talks about the shadow people and his hat man experience. And then we will go into deep into Reddit on our page. I don't know when my voice changed. <laughs> so enjoy. Uh, my name is Joe. I'm from Minnesota originally, but I live in Tennessee. Um, so <clears throat> when I was growing up, I grew up in Minnesota. And uh, from the time I was about four to maybe seven, I can recall multiple times, I would almost go as far as to say every night, wow. uh, if I woke up, there were three entities, I mean, the shadow people, mm-hmm. in my room. Um, there was generally one on the side of the bed by my feet, there was one whose back was against the window, which would have been kind of the far end of the room by my feet, and one right next to me wow. by my head. <laughs> yeah. Needless <laughs> to say, it freaked me out for many, many years. Um, and, and I mean, I'd look at them and, and I'd see them and I could feel them. Right. Uh, I could always feel them. And it wasn't really a negative feeling. It okay. definitely wasn't a positive feeling. Yeah. But their presence was kind of heavy. Right. That sense. Right. I totally get what you're saying. That's, so you, you meant you felt them like you just felt them there or? Yes. I could feel them there. They never touched me. Yeah. They never attempted. They never even really moved. They just just, kind of oh, okay. Stood and, and, and they were facing me, but they didn't have faces. You know, yeah, were, it's like a shadow, like a yeah, 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 exactly. They yeah, were a dark mask. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I would generally freak out if I if I did see them, and I spent a lot of nights sleeping on my parents' floor, <laughs> yelling, "They're in here!" And like, okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, they never really believed me. But no. It happened. Oh, yeah. No, I totally get it. I had about the exact same thing <laughs> um, when I was younger. Um, Fun to wake up to, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was it was more of like, you know, you're lying in bed and you just see it there. But except mine moved <laughs> and it moved like across the room and sometimes like crawled on the floor. It was really messed up. Oh, crawling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was never it was the same thing where it was never evil or anything like that or anything negative it was just like there and it made me uncomfortable but yeah that's pretty much it um well, i would say i did have one experience where 
I did feel like a shadow person was possibly evil. Really? Terrified. And this was the only really experience I've had in the last 10 years with shadow people. Mm -hmm. But it was at my house now in Tennessee. (laughs) And uh, I was kind of in that sleep paralysis kind of in between state that um, I hear to talk about quite a bit, Uh which is where I've experienced most things as well. And I woke up and I was absolutely paralyzed and something was over me and I never talk about red eyes. I think red eyes are goofy, but they had red eyes. Oh, (laughs) God. (laughs) Yeah, and um, and I felt almost like it had a hand on my chest or something. Uh There was a heavy weight on my chest and that thing was not friendly. Yeah. So... No, yeah, that, that was the only time. Yeah, they do that. It's it's the it like hangs over you and it presses into your chest, so it gets harder to breathe. Um, yeah, yeah, that's Absolutely. what I noticed with Adara. Anyway, that's she experiences that a lot. Um, and it might have been aliens. That was for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, she's gonna love you for that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I guess we should just go into the Hat Man part because this is really what all the series is about. Um, so you said you had something experienced with the Hat Man, so why don't you just tell us about that? Sure. Um, my experience with the Hat Man was when I was, I kind of went back and talked to my, my mom about this. I was 19, it was the summer between uh, high school and college, mm-hmm. and I was at my folks' house for that summer. And in their basement, they had um, a family room that I took over, and it was like a big backwards L. Okay. And that's gonna play here in a second. So where I was, I was sleeping on the couch, coffee table next to me, on like the far tail end of the L. Mm-hmm. So the door would be at the top of the L, so I couldn't see the door. Okay. Um, and it was pretty normal for a mom to come down in the morning and be. I'll, hey Joe, guess what? You need to mow the lawn. Yeah. And kind of give me the rundown for the day. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was always way before I wanted to wake up. I mean, sun just coming up. So, um, like normal, I heard some footsteps, some steps coming downstairs. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, you know, one eye peeking at the corner, waiting for my mom, who was four foot nine, yeah. to come around the corner. But she didn't. I mean, I heard the door. The whole thing. Yeah. And a man walked around the corner. Mm-hmm. And there was, there was just a dim kind of pale light in the room. So I couldn't see features at first, but I could see features as it approached me. Mm-hmm. That's something that I've heard you guys talk about is they generally don't approach someone, but this, yeah. this guy did. Uh-huh. So he was wearing a suit. Yeah. I would say black suit and a black fedora. Okay. And at first I couldn't really see his face at all because he was kind of looking down yeah and the previous night um standard practice was i'm kind of a nocturnal being i'd grab some cereal or something and eat you know at the coffee table and hang out there mm-hmm. and generally there was stuff left there so that man per se walks <laughs> around the corner and at this point i'm thinking there's an intruder in the house like, yeah this is someone broke into the house right so I played really still thinking maybe he'll just go away yeah um but he walks right over and leans down and picks up physically picks up um a box of cereal oh wow yeah like picked it up off the coffee table Uh uh-huh looked at it 
And then it was almost as if he didn't notice I was there. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, he did. Uh-huh. And he leaned down. Oh, right God. Into my face. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but it was such a fluid movement. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, bent at the waist, and I'm, I'm staying, like, nine, ten inches from my face. Oh, my gosh. Um, I couldn't, still, it was kind of dark, so, I mean, I didn't make out. described him perfectly in that but the thing is is that most people as you've probably heard that they might see him in different ways but that sounds like the most common was so you couldn't you couldn't really identify his face right was it just darkness or it was a very dark shadow i would say there were possibly features that were there i could tell where eyes would be but there yeah. was no lights of the eyes. There was no pupils. There was, there was no iris. I mean, it was just like, like, um, like the Blue Man Group, right? And yeah. It was black group, with like the same kind of uh, latex or whatever they use with their eyes closed. It was almost like that. Yeah. Like there was a form of a face. Okay. Wow. And you know yeah. what I find really interesting is that most of the people who've had experiences, they don't get they don't usually reach out the way you did or i mean i I, you obviously didn't reach out on purpose but you were trying to get it out of your face you didn't feel anything there was like it was just just air yeah uh just air i was uh the second you know i would have possibly made contact and let me me clarify i kind of like bonk yeah both hands and both feet like writhing like i was drowning yeah um you know because i thought someone was there but no, I never touched anything. There was no, there was no form, no matter there. Well, it was, you know, pretty freaky. But yeah, I had so many experiences over the years, and that's the one that really mm-hmm. stands out. I yeah, mean, it I could, does. I could see this guy. I wouldn't say clear as day because there was no daylight. But yeah, very clearly. And it's and it's very interesting because it seems that he appears to people all over the place, and it's I don't know. It, we're trying to figure this out, honestly, as to why he does it. Um, uh-huh. If it's just one guy, we don't really know, but hopefully we'll get more into the theories and aliens, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I, I never thought alien. I'll say that. No. <laughs> uh, 
ever for a second. No, Sorry. well, Adara really likes the concept, so we're just oh, gonna we're it's just gonna go with it. Yeah. Get <laughs> <laughs> your blood like, rainer back in. Yeah. <laughs> So we are back after Joe's story, super interesting, and I plan to show you guys the rest of the interview in a separate episode where he talks about his own personal experiences, but now we're going to get into our Reddit stream page thing. So basically we had asked a question if anyone had any personal stories of Hatman encounters, and if they did, we would, they could reply and we could read them out on the episode. So the first story comes from AO87. My sister told me some nights she'll wake up with a guy in a hat standing in her doorway. What's odd is she told me it's more of a calm feeling. She claims she isn't scared, she just goes back to sleep. What bothers me is recently she said it was standing next to her bed and she went to sleep. A few days ago she said someone was stomping around her bed and into the hallway and that terrified her. And about a week later, before she felt caressing on her back, I have two nephews who lives with her. The youngest being seven does not like to sleep in his room by himself if the other one is not there as he visits his father's side of the family often. She won't let me ask if any of them had experiences at night like she had been having. I brought her some sage from a local shop that she does use and prays to clean the house, which is something we strongly recommend guys because it is works. <laughs> That's my best way to say it. I grew up with my mom burning sage, so this is some. This is a proven technique. Okay, back to the story. Oh wow, she used it recently and said it basically exploded when she lit it. So I felt nervous, but it doesn't seem to affect her life in a negative way. It's just creepy. Myself, on the other hand, had an unusual experience a few years back. I could not move, and I looked up. There was a figure with a high collar standing next to my bed with its back turned. I remember the collar as it was very high and there were some markings on it. I was so terrified, but somehow I allowed sleep to overcome me. I just thought it was a sleep paralysis episode. Safe to say I tried to never sleep on my back. Um, that's a little creepy. <laughs> the next one is Audie Girl 81 I have I never heard of the hat man before, but I'm wondering if that's what I saw. We live in Salem, Massachusetts for nine months in a 200-plus-year-old house. Wow, that's super old. Um, family and friends were very uncomfortable staying there. I kind of loved the creepiness of the town and the house. But on a number of occasions, I would wake up in the middle of the night and see a man standing over our bed. He was wearing a hat and a long coat. I couldn't make out any features, just that it looked like his head was tilted down in our direction because the hat was tilted as well. We also had the attic door swing open randomly, a very stiff latch to open. I heard someone talking to my preverbal son. I thought it was my husband, but he was at the other end of the house. So I did see a hat man, not sure if it was the hat man. Now, we did respond to this. I, I did respond to this, and I was like, it's definitely the hat man. Um, it sounded almost exactly like some of the stories we said in the last episode, especially with the tilted hat, so you can't see the face, the long coat, um, and the talking, which Jennifer, one of our guests from uh, the first personal stories episode, uh, talked about something talk her dad heard someone talking to her and she was responding back. Um, so that's really interesting. Wow. 
The next one is from Shiva Lloyd. I think it's Shiva Lloyd. I'm sorry if I butcher the name. Maybe it's Shiva. Shiva Lloyd. Shiva Lloyd 13. My first encounter with quote unquote hat man was when I was five years old. We were living in an old house next to a cemetery. My bedroom window overlooked the children's part of the graves. I would see a large, maybe six foot tall shadow man wearing a round top hat on the wall next to the window frequently. The window would open during the night and I remember constantly having to get up to close it. My next encounter with Hatman was much different. I was nine years old and we had been living in a motel on the shady part of town. Oh my gosh, this sounds like a storybook. <laughs> I started having recurring nightmares involving a tall man dressed in a black suit wearing a square top hat. I was terrified of this man because he had red eyes and I had the feeling if I looked into them long enough, he would steal my soul. Oh wow, okay. Hmm. He started appearing on the ceiling above my bed after about a month of having the nightmares. I would just wrap my entire body up in blankets to hide myself from him. Being nine years old, I didn't fully know what a soul was, but I did know he wanted mine. Oh my god. <laughs> this sounds like a loop, like a, you know when you open the book and you get to read what the book is about? That's what it sounds like. Uh, that's really creepy. Um, I would not like to see a man hanging above my bed with red eyes, and I'm really glad I haven't accomplished that. Or not accomplished that. I'm really glad I haven't experienced that. Now we also have a super long one saying he just wants to know what we think. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to respond to all of these yet because I've just been kind of busy, but if any, if any of the listeners want to post on this feed, I will link it into our bio and you can post more Hatmore stories if you want, or you can email us just like Joe did and get uh, an interview with us because we'd really love to hear your story. But anyway, next one. This is from D-A-N- zero G. I just want to know what you guys think. So there is a really long part um, to this person. It's more of a more personal experience with paranormal things. I'm deciding not to read all of the personal stuff. You guys can read that at your own leisure. I'm just going to read about the hat man and then I'll respond to this person and tell them what I think and maybe we'll have it read out on a more personal stories episode. I remember one day after school, I walked home from the bus stop and found my mother sitting outside, which she never does. She told me that she heard the garage door open and close, and the doors of that lead from the garage to the entirety of the house open and close, and something hollered, Mom, I'm home. She was in her bedroom making the bed and thought my brother got home early for, got home from school early. So she said, I'm back here, Howard. Then one more time, Mom, I'm home. She looked. There was no truck, no trace of my brother. She called the high school and he was in class. My mom was telling me one day that she was washing the dishes. And the way our... Oh, this is separate. Okay. My mom also told me that one day she was washing the dishes. And the way our kitchen was set up at the time was that you had the bar that she could see. There's two back bedrooms. You have an opening. Then you have a closed off wall. And then you have another opening, which led to the back hallway to my mom and dad's bedroom. So it was an open-ended kitchen. She said that she happened to look over and see a tiny man wearing a suit and top hat walk by that opening by the kitchen, look at her, look away, and then continue to walk. But she never saw him again at the second opening at the kitchen. 
and she could see wisps of smoke constantly. She thought of the activity in the house was subjected to those back bedrooms. I remember my dad, my mom, and I watching something on TV one night, sitting on their bed. My dad had this pink recliner by the opening of their doorway. He loved this thing. I remember that we all looked over at the same time and saw something black as pitch peering up over the top of the recliner. And when we made eye contact with it, it took off towards wherever in the house. I remember contacting the owner of the house when I was around 22, 23 years old, explaining what I'm explaining to you now. They never wrote back, but what I experienced in that house always had a profound effect on me, and I have never seen anything since. That's really creepy about uh, the calling of the mom, saying, like, I'm home, but oh my gosh. I she did, they didn't specify if she actually went out to see, but I, I don't think so. Okay. This is from Toujours Pret Cave. I'm sorry, I probably totally butchered that, but we're going to read it anyway. Okay. I've had a dozen episodes of sleep paralysis throughout my life. All were accompanied by feelings of panic and dread. Naturally, my experience with Hatman happened during one such event. Yeah, typical. Okay. Afternoon naps were a normal part of my young life. Same. And this particular nap took place about 35 years ago in a first floor bedroom. I was a, I was awakened from a deep sleep facing a window. I came to the realization that I could look out the window into the front yard, but could not move any part of my body, even to speak. Before I could gain the use of my voluntary muscles, a man wearing a fedora-style hat and a long coat slowly walked by the window from the right to the left. All the while, as this man walked past my window, he pivoted his head to maintain direct eye contact with me. Knowing that this person's presence was highly irregular, I was filled with a deep feeling of dread. This man wearing a hat absolutely exuded a strong essence of malevolence. After becoming fully awake and functional, the cobwebs of this encounter blew away in the late summer evening breeze, but I knew it actually happened. Wow, that's really poetic of you. Wow. <laughs> I like that sentence. <laughs> This was a decade before the World Wide Web brought instant information into nearly every household. About 20 years after this particular afternoon nap, I first read about the hat man on the internet. I immediately made the connection and I knew. I knew that for some reason the hat man came to visit me. Yeah. Wow. See, we all, we, we go and we listen to, we t talk about how the hat man comes when people are in states of, uh, negativity, um, something's going on in their personal life, stuff like that, but sometimes you just see it and, and, and nothing like that is really going on in it. And it's like, is it trying to send a message? We're, we're not really sure, but okay. I have a couple more. This is from You Don't Know Me Anyway. My grandmother used to live in a house that was built on old farmland. All my cousins had seen the man in the hat he told them that Grandma was okay and welcome here and he was going to keep her safe. Only the kids saw him and talked to him. Grandma hasn't ever had any issues. We assume he's a nice cowboy. Okay. <laughs> That's also another case. It could be a nice cowboy. You know, all ghosts and hats aren't necessarily the hat man. And we have one more. I live in Melbourne. And when I was about six to seven, I would wake up suddenly with my heart pounding and look out the window to the road and the hat man would be staring at me. 
There was a streetlight 15 years away, so I could see his hat and trench coat, but no face or anything else. Happened multiple times over a few years, but I eventually stopped looking. Wow. That's that's very similar. I don't know if any of you had listened to my mom's podcast that I had linked in uh, the last episode, but it's very similar in which the hat man was seen from a distance and you couldn't make out features. It was just the fact of the coat and the top hat. So those are the personal stories that I have for you guys today, plus Joe's story. So that was really interesting. If you guys have anything else, like any of you want to comment, I can definitely read out more of them in our conclusion episode if you want. Or if you want to call in and tell us your own personal ghost stories or any hat man encounters, I definitely love to hear from you. Adair and I would love to talk with you and uh, share what you've experienced and see if anyone else has uh, experienced the same thing. So that is the end of this episode. Um, I feel so alone right now because Adair is not here, but uh, I have lots of fun and we will be back with a conclusion episode next week. And then probably I will air Joe's personal stories. And then after that, we will be going right back into our places in Toronto. Well, not necessarily in Toronto, but places, the history of them, ghost stories, interviewing people. We're going to make them longer episodes. We're going to do those for you guys. Can't wait to get started on them and way more in depth. So you guys should be really excited about that. That seems to be uh, some of our more popular episodes. So loved telling you these stories today and I will see you next week. Okay, bye! Dead Men Don't Podcast is hosted by us, Adara and Kenzie. Original music has been provided by Ethan Reed. Find us on social media at Dead Men Don't Pod on Twitter, at Dead Men Don't Podcast on Instagram, Dead Men Don't Podcast on Facebook, and email us at deadmendontpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow our composer, Ethan, on Instagram at, at Ethan A. Reed. Find all of these links and more in the description. Thanks for listening.